Paul. Hello. Hello, good evening. Welcome to the 10X ROI B2B Salescast, episode two. Protecting the future of small business. With me, Paul, the uh, emotional coach, and GDPR man, Keith. GDPR bloke, are you there? I'm here, yeah. Hi, Keith, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks, Paul. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to have you, mate, again on the show. So, seems like ages ago we did the first episode, wasn't it? A week or so, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about good selling is better than sex, I remember. You were talking, you were bragging, weren't you? I was, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. what that says, I'm not quite sure what that says about me, but anyway. Absolutely. And um, we were talking about kids and the uh, natural sales skills and instincts that we had as kids, weren't we? That's right, yeah. Yeah, it was a good session. So um, today, today is about, are you tough enough? It's, we're, we're going to ask some questions of, of, you know, small business owners. We're here at 10X ROI B2B Salescast to protect the future of small business owners. And the question is, are you tough enough? Are you robust enough? Are you investing the time, the money, the resource, the passion? in protecting your business fully. So Keith, why don't we start with a little update on GDPR? Last time we spoke, it had just gone live. It was just past the 25th. There was a bit of an anticlimax. And so we're a few, a couple of, a couple of weeks past now, aren't we? We are, yeah, yeah. Has there been any, any fireworks? Has anybody been caught out yet? Uh, yeah, they have, yeah. Yeah, a, a university. I, I, no. I, 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 really? I, 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 I won't name them on air, but a university that uh, uh, yeah got caught out. They they had a, an an ex student who'd left a hole into their IT system, which had gone undetected. Um, the hole allowed access to staff records, and sure enough, on the Tuesday after the bank holiday, when GDPR came in, uh, that student tipped off the ICO as to where to go and look. Um, now, my guess is it was a student probably with a grudge against the university, or maybe he didn't get the d- degree he thought he should have done when he left. 
Um, either way, it resulted in the ICO carrying out an investigation and uh, the university in question has just been fined £140,000. Hundred and forty grand. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, God. And so I think it goes to show, you know, that those of us who, or not me, but those who were wondering whether GDPR would be taken seriously, um, I think that's a very strong message from the ICO and yeah. from the magistrates come to that that it is being taken seriously. They've pulled no punches. Absolutely. And so, uh, you, you know, I think what I would say from that is to people that. You know, if you've not yet done anything, it's still not too late to get started. And by golly, get started because it's got to be done. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. And I bet you the reputation of that place has suffered. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, let's face it, there's going to be all sorts of staff and students there now who are going to be wondering, you know, is my data safe? Is my data at risk here? Um. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, <laughs> there may be an old saying that no news is bad news, but uh, I think in that case, it, it might, it might break that saying. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. That's, that's, that's good stuff, mate. Good stuff for bringing us that news. Yeah. Yeah. That tells, that, didn't you see you had a client this week who was prepared to take the risk? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You want to, yeah. you want to alert them to that, don't you? Well, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, as you know, I also had to sort of disown myself from that client, if you like, because I had to I had to write to them and tell them that you know my advice had been that they took the training, they were now preparing themselves to break the law, and therefore ethically, and legally, probably, I should not just stand by and say I'm okay with that, and so I had to write and say you know I'm really disappointed you haven't taken the training, but also that you know. I now have to disassociate myself. So if you are investigating in the future, I have a copy of this record on email and file. I've requested them to respond to it, but they haven't. Um, but, you know, basically saying it's your, you know, you've got, you've, cho- you've chosen that course of action. The buck stops with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, keep bringing us the updates, Keith. I will do, of course. That's powerful yeah. stuff. It's really important to protect the future of small business. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. So what else is new? Uh, what else is new is really now looking more towards business development and seeing how we can work on that with with small business. Okay. So what you're talking about growth, you're talking about building sales, building revenues. Yeah, and also, yeah, all of that really, growth, building sales, building revenues, building a better workforce. And, and and also building reputation because you know, you know right throughout the GDPR thing, my 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 mantra has been um, protecting your reputation. And hey, yeah. one of the best ways, one of the best ways of protecting your reputation is to grow your reputation. Yeah. And so you know, it seems to me now quite a a natural move forward, if you like, and also because now I've got companies where I can see where already I can bring real added value. Um, And so, you know, using your mantra and your experience as well to make sure that we we deliver this at least a 10 times ROI for them um, is is where we want to go. Good stuff, Keith. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. You know... um... 
I had a, a thought of you this week because um, I was I was talking to a client, and have I ever spoke to you about the hierarchy of communication? Uh, you've mentioned it vaguely, yeah. I was talking to a client, and I'll tell you what, let me ask you. You're on the ball. You probably will be doing it right. Let's say you get an email. Yeah. And any inquiry by email from a client, from a potential client. Uh-huh. So email in, asking for some details. Yeah. Uh, asking for some information, you know, uh, quotation, prices, whatever. What do you do with that? What, what, I, what I would tend to do with that is, is send them a, a reply straight away, but not actually give them any real detail in the reply, but instead suggest that we either meet up or, or, or we have a video tour or at the very least we have a telephone conversation. And, and I thought you'd be sharp on that. And, and so, sorry, Paul, carry on. Yeah, do you know, this week I was with an experienced business owner, and when I was reviewing his, his sales and his, his lead conversions, his results, I found several instances whereby he'd received email inquiries in, and he communicated, uh-huh. he communicated back with them by email. Yeah. And I said, why are you doing that? Why are you communicating back by email? This is potential business. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, it's the, that's, how they, that's how they probably like to communicate. So I said, look, what's the highest form of communication? Mm-hmm. The highest form of communication is what? It's face-to-face. Well, the highest, the highest, the highest form, form of communication is face-to-face. That's yeah. the highest form. You cannot get more energetic, more connected, more um, more potential for rapport and harmony than face-to-face. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is a sales opportunity. So what you need to do is get straight on the phone, which is mm-hmm. a, higher, a higher form of communication than by emailing back. So you yeah. need to get yeah. on the phone. And he says, look, let's get together. Let's take care of this for you. And he goes for an appointment face-to-face. Yeah, yeah. Because you're most likely to inspire your potential clients, build rapport, build, do a deal together when you're face to face. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. And, and, and also, also, to us, part of that, Paul, is because, you know, for millions of years, we, we were using body language far before we even learned to speak. So, yeah, there's that there's there's whole message there. Yeah, we were. So true. The second, the second form, right? If they can't, if they eat or they don't mm-hmm. want to eat, mm-hmm. the second thing I said to him is, "What you drop down? What would you drop down to next?" Well, I'm on the phone, so I'd speak. Right. What you do next is you go for a video call, you go for a Skype call, or for a Zoom call. Yeah. If they haven't yeah. got it, you say, "Download Zoom US," and let's get on the call so we can see each other. Yeah. Because that's the next highest form of communication you've got all the body language there the only thing that's missing is like you know the physical the physical energetic but that aside it's the next highest form you're most likely to connect at the deepest level than that than a telephone right that's true if they can't do that because they're out of the office or whatever 
it's on a mobile, then you go straight to the mobile and you speak to them. Yeah. Ear to ear. But what you don't do is you don't drop to the lowest form of communication to try and do business. Mm, mm. Yeah, and that makes so a lot of sense. Always, always take the contact where you've got an objective and you want to you want to come out of it with a particular result. Yeah. You've got to persuade, you've got to influence. And the way yeah. to do that is to take them to the highest form of, of, of communication every time. Yeah. Because you're going to get better results, aren't you, than if you just... Absolutely, yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm like, I wonder why people do it. It's just got to be like, because it's the laziest. It's, perce it's perceived to be the, the, least, the least hassle, the least likely to have conflict. I mean, what is it? Yeah, I, 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 think, I think you're right. I, I think I think part of it perhaps is laziness, but I'm not so sure it is because most of us can speak much easier than we can type, unless typing is what we do for a living. Um, but I think it, I think it is down to the the lack of the, the lack of risk of confrontation. It, it is it's the thought of well, if I send an email and what's in the email the guy's not happy with, well, probably he just won't come back to me. But hey, you know what? At least I haven't had that sort of awkward discussion. Whereas if you're talking face-to-face -face or you're talking video-to-video, -video, and I mean, we make more and more use of video to, these days, it's um, it just gives that, that, that ability to, to counter those objections. And, and, and also I think it's down as well that, you know what, if, I, if, if someone's emailed me and I email him back, that as you more often than not we'll put the we'll put the issue off to another day because that guy probably won't reply to the email straight away so it'd be two days before he replies and then it might be two days before i reply and so the whole thing just becomes much less stressed um but equally what we're not recognizing in that i guess if we go that way is the fact that someone else could leap on someone better than us could leap on the phone in the meantime or leap on the video in the meantime and actually steal that deal away from us, which might well have been right in our grasp if we'd acted early enough. Yeah. How short-sighted, though, eh? Well, yeah, yeah. I, and also I think it's because, though, for those of us who are, hmm, how can I put it, who aren't millennials, who, who are pre-millennial, if that's a term, um, I think we still we still hold on to this notion that you know computer video tends to be fairly crap and it tends to be expensive, and of course these days neither of those two things is true. The quality's as good as your camera, and you know most of us now on our iPhones we have a camera which rivals what a professional film crew would have had and charged you thousands of pounds a day for only five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, so true. And, and so I think, you know, that that reluctance to do it is <clears throat> maybe in some ways um, a generational thing um, because I think particularly with, with real young people now as, as, they, as they're coming through, they're on social media on the, all the time. They're, they're on Facebook Live. They're on, they're on Snapchat. They're on WhatsApp. They're, they're, they're doing it um, and so maybe you know maybe that will will 
make a shift. But actually, do you know what? All of us can do it. You know, it's not that long ago that I was extremely nervous about doing a, doing a Facebook Live. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this idea. Um, and now, you, you, you know, where you, you, you know all too well, I'll, I'll leap on in front of the camera it, with, with no hesitation. Yeah. Because, because, you know what? Okay, I'm not the most photogenic person in the world, but it, but it actually doesn't matter. Because it, it's more that people can see you, they can see your authenticity, they can read your message. And that's what people are missing if they're, if they're not doing that. Yeah. I wonder how much business is lost every day in the UK in small business because people migrate to the email. Yeah. Because it's easier or perceived less conflict rather than yeah. getting, to the, getting to the face-to-face or the screen or the phone. So you can yeah. present your proposition, handle objections, negotiate, and do a deal. How much business yeah. must be lost? Because it, they're, it, not, it, they're not working the hierarchy of communication properly. Even at, even at SME level, it has to be tens of millions of pounds of business every day. It, 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 it really does. Because, you know, people, people most of us, I, I guess, if we can, we look to take what we think is the easy way out and and, and therefore emails the, the the easy way out. Um and yet people shouldn't. If people just had that little bit more confidence, if they just had that little bit more oomph, that little bit more maybe maybe what it is though, Paul, is that people are people are frightened that, that, that they're gonna get into a conversation they're not gonna know how to control, they're not gonna know how to close a sale. And they know how to close the sale in an email because they can just put in the bottom of the line, you know, I hope to do business with you or I hope to hear from you soon or blah, 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 blah. And, and they think that's closing the business when in fact it isn't. But, but, they, but they're nervous of, of being in that face-to-face environment about what, how, how they counter objections. Crazy. Crazy. Any listeners... Who've got a view on this? Send us messages in, guys. Call in. Send us the messages. Let's discuss it. We want to make sure that not one penny of business is lost because you've migrated to a lower form of communication than you could have otherwise got. It stands to reason that the greater the form of communication, the higher chance of of successful deals being done. Keith, another point. What's your understanding, Keith, of ROI? ROI? I, 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 ROI. I, I, I understand ROI as being return on investment. Absolutely. So what's the formula for it? How does it work? Well, basically, you, you take what you've spent out. You, 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 you take your, your, your cost and you compare that to the net profit that you've got from doing that and it's important that it's net profit and it's important as well that it's true net profit and by that i mean it's not something that you would have done anyway um and and you take that profit compare it with the cost and hey you know if if the if the investment has been done right the return should always be more than the investment yeah so you're right so if if I just came across some examples this week where 
business owners were a little bit unsure about it and they were and, and do you know what it, it was in particular about the value proposition right yeah i, I got online and i looked at i, I did a, a google search for value proposition and there's so many different definitions of it some of them it's you know there's a calculation sure yeah with some of them there's but, the, but it's a blanket calculation it's like this is what you get yeah, and everyone, yeah. everyone gets the same. But how can everyone get the same value? Every In every business and in every single different transaction, there's a different amount of value to be created in the transaction. Of course, yeah. yeah. So a true value proposition has got to be the calculation of the value that's going to come out of this trade that we're agreeing. Yeah, yeah. That's the value proposition. And, you know, some people went as calculation, but it's just a blanket calculation. So sure. that's meaningless. For some people, yeah. it was just a positive statement. Mm, it, was, mm. uh, uh, it was, you know, like a, a, a few benefits. Yeah, for others, yeah. For others, it was like a USP. And for one or yeah. two, it was, they were just actually regurgitating their why, their purpose, but they were regurgitating it as a value proposition. Right, okay, yeah. So I think this is so misunderstood. And let's just get this right. So a value proposition is the amount of value that is created in this deal that we're currently both both trying to agree. Yeah. We want to yeah. agree a deal that represents value for you, the buyer, and enables me as the, as the seller to achieve profit, accept yeah. profit. Yeah. And for it to be a value proposition, the value that is created for you is greater than the price you pay me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the value you get is greater than the price you pay me. Yeah. So if you pay me 10 grand for yeah. my coaching for a for a 90-day unlimited access, um, total support, you know, uh, Zoom calls, unlimited, unlimited emails, unlimited telephone support, total access flows for me, one-to-one, -one, 90 days, 10,000 pounds, right? Yeah do is i will sit down with, with with each um with each potential student coachee beforehand and i'll say right let's look at your problem that i'm going to be solving with this coaching what's it costing mm -hmm. you now what's it costing you now to live with that problem sure yeah yeah and there'll be a number there'll, mm -hmm. be, a figure. there'll be emotional cost as well but there will be a number well, that's what I was going to say, because it's not just tangible, is it? You, you, there, there, there'll be intangible costs as well. Yeah, there'll be financial costs, there'll be a time cost, and other practicalities yeah. where circumstances are improved, and there will be an emotional cost of, yeah. of, of stress, of worry. Um, so we can't even put a number on that, but at least I'll get the financial cost that we're wiping out by solving yeah. the problem. Sure, sure, yeah. So... If the financial cost that they're suffering is, let's say, £1,000 a month, that right. they're losing yeah. because they're not able to sell properly. Yeah. They're not effectively selling. So they come, they're losing £1,000 a month mm -hmm. against the sales target. That's what yeah. they're walking away from every month. It's costing them £1,000 a month. Yeah. I need to be able to show them that my coaching of 10000 they're going to be able to recoup that by the value I create. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? 
So yeah. my coaching creates value in excess of the 10,000. Yeah. So yeah. The first thing is, is that it's going to, it's got to wipe out. It's got to create 1,000 pounds worth of value as a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. In the next, in the next month. Yeah. If it only does that, it takes them 10 months to get into value, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So if after 30 days, my coaching has the impact that it takes them over target and creates them £2,000 worth of income, £2,000 worth of, of extra earnings, mm -hmm. it then means that there's going to be a five-month yeah. period yeah. until they're into value. Yeah. If I create £3,000 extra income per month from, from my coaching, mm -hmm. and they're able to go out with greater expertise and earn that money, then it's going to take them three months. Yeah, yeah. 3.3 months. Yeah. Yeah, 3.3 months. Now, yeah. this particular example, this, this last client I had, they went out after one, and after one month, and this was the example, and they had created £5,000 worth of additional income. Uh-huh. So that is five thousand pounds in month one. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't improve upon that even more, which they're likely to in month two and three. But if let's just keep it conservative and say they're going to have another five k in month two and another five k in month three. Yeah. Yeah. I have created value for them of fifteen k, right? Yeah. Yeah. And their investment with me is ten k. Yeah. Ninety days, ten k for ninety days. Created fifteen k for them by giving them the expertise to go out and create that. Yeah. So that is a value proposition of five thousand pounds value over the ninety days. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can guarantee that to the client, mm -hmm. it's a no-brain. That is an absolute casting stone value proposition, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many of our listeners will actually calculate that with the client. Work Probably. out. Work out what costs right now they're living with. Yeah. That we're going to wipe out. And over the top, what extra value can we add? Sure. So that our, so that our asking price is equal and so surpassed as quickly as possible. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. Anti day period, I'm creating. A 50%, 150% value proposition, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 150% value proposition. Yeah. Over the year, over the year, it's going to be four times that. Four, fives, 20. 20,000. Yeah. yeah. No, four, 15, 60,000. Four, 15, 60,000. 60,000, yeah. Yeah, it's 60,000. Against the ten thousand pounds to start with, yeah, that's a six x. That's six x. Yeah. So then I can work out in order for them to get ten x ROI, which is my commitment to them that they yeah. will reach that. It's going to take them about eighteen months to get ten x ROI. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, I would guarantee that. Yeah. Providing they do, providing they 
follow the follow the the, the, the actions that suggested follow the coaching uh, yeah. sessions continue it have monthly reviews continue the strategies maintain the attitude the energy levels i would be prepared to do that yeah yeah i wonder how many businesses keith one can actually frame their value proposition that way with every client uh-huh two make the calculation make it work yeah prove it and then guarantee a return I with caveats if necessary but to guarantee a return i suspect very few now i've uh, just painted a very i've just painted there a very bad picture that it was only one thousand pounds worth of costs and it cost, sure, cost sure. ten thousand that was a really bad but you know in the main my clients are getting a 10x roi yeah yeah in the 90 days yeah sure that's sure. what they're getting so I'll yeah. guarantee it by the end of 90 days. Yeah. How many yeah. business owners are doing that exact calculation with their clients every time and then underwriting the guarantee subject to the client doing X, Y, Z? Very few. Very few. Um, and most because they, they, uh, they don't take the time to understand the client in the first place, I think. There's, there's too much of putting forward what you can do without listening first to what the, what the client's problem is. Um, and, you know, I suppose it comes back to the old thing of saying, you know, we, that we've got two ears and one mouth and we should use them in the same proportion. Yeah, I'll just, you know, if we put them both together tonight, we think about the hierarchy of communication. And the, the millions that must be going, that we must be lost every day, left on the table, unclaimed yeah. money. Yeah. Money that's not, value that's not created. So this is value that's left trapped. Value that is not created because people are migrating to the, mo the, the, the laziest form of communication instead of the most effective. And yeah. then we add to that value that's not being created because small business owners don't understand the value proposition to that degree and are unable to 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 make the calculation work it out with the with their buyer state it confidently project certainty and agree and even guarantee the value that they're going to get mm -hmm. subject, mm -hmm. to, subject to caveats yeah there's another yeah. area where a whole load of value a whole load of deals aren't done each each day because Clients are looking at price instead of looking at value. Yeah, yeah. Isn't this the antidote to the price objection? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's not about price, it's about value over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this was done every day, we're talking, and you add that to the hierarchy of communication, Keith. Mm -hmm. We're talking just unreal numbers each day. Yeah, yeah. Unreal numbers. Yeah. Listeners, let's have your views. Tell us where you're at with regards to this. Okay. Keith, we've come to the end of another show, my man. Okay, Bob. So you're on with the business development courses now, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the next. That's the next thing. Good stuff. Just, Good just, starting, just starting to put some some flesh on the bones of that at the moment. But but yeah, within. Hopefully within within certainly within a month. Hopefully less than a month we'll be out there with with these courses actually delivering value to to our customers and 
uh, importantly, securing the future of small business. Great stuff, Keith. Right, everybody, we've been GDPR bloke, Keith, and emotional plum. I've been emotional tonight, have I, Keith? No, you haven't. No, I've no. stayed tonight. No tantrums, man. No, no tantrums and tiaras or tears. We'll have to do. I have to compensate for that next time. <laughs> we've been 10XROI B2B salescast, protecting the future of small business. The theme was: Are you tough enough? Are you tough enough? to take your clients to the highest form of communication? Are you tough enough to work out a value proposition every time? Are you tough enough to develop your business and protect it going forward? Those are the messages going out to you, you small business owners tonight. Until next time, it's been emotional. Don't forget, if you're not outselling, you're being outsold. And we'll leave you as we came in with Bruce Springsteen, the boss. So for them, the rest. See you later, Keith. See you later, Paul.